Welcome to the Global Dance Network podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Smolik, and I invite you to join the conversation with artists who are passionate about inspiring and equipping you for whatever sphere you find yourself in. Today you'll hear from writer, storyteller and dancer Jerron Herman. He shares his story of growing up with cerebral palsy and how he didn't let it hold him back from becoming a professional artist. Okay, welcome back to our podcast, everyone. Today we have Jerron Marcel with us. Welcome. It's great to have you here. So Jerron is a strong advocate for disabled athletes and performers, and we're really excited to have you with us in New York and to be doing this podcast. So really good to meet you. You too. Before we get into it, I have five questions that you need to answer really quickly. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Cat or dog? Dog. Out and about or homebody? Ooh, it depends on the day. Summer or winter? Winter. Beach or mountains? Beach. Chocolate or ca- candy? Uh, chocolate. Okay, great. Those are the five questions. <laughs> was that That's contradictory, though. Like, why do I like winter on the beach? Anyway, okay. <laughs> depends. Depends what country you're in. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. So, um, where did you grow up, and what was life like for you as a child? Mm, so, I grew up in the Bay Area of California. And it was a super cute town that I grew up in called Alameda. Um, it's right by the water. Ergo, maybe I love the beach. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was really the best place to grow up because I would like bike to my elementary school and around the neighborhood. Um, and that's when I really got exposed to a lot of what I value as an artist now, which is collaboration and um, a bit of uh, like. I don't know, um, seeing things differently. Mm. Um, my parents really exposed my brother, my older brother and I to the arts. Mm-hmm. We go to see shows a lot in San Francisco and local productions. And then my brother was um, like a matinee idol, pretty my, much. Yes. Yeah. In every single show and um, at his high school and was a great actor. Like, yeah. You couldn't take your eyes off of him. And <laughs> like a Herman, a Jacques Herman production, that's my brother's name, a Jacques Herman production was like a family affair. Like, it was just everyone came through. That's awesome. So I got a lot of, I got a lot of um, uh, exposure to the arts early on, and so um, I think that it just stuck. Yeah. yeah. So were you a kid who grew up dancing around the house or in front of the TV, or not so much? Yeah, I think I did. I yeah. think I always had a boogie in my, my spirits. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely was active, and definitely was... Uh, it was always about movement and always about um, creating <laughs> creativity. Like, I like to tell stories a lot. Mm-hmm. I was a big storyteller. <clears throat> Not like a liar, but like <laughs> I was actually, like, trying to weave cool tales of things. Yeah. And I'd use, like, my um, my, my stuffed animals to do that, too. Cute. So, yeah. Very nice. I'm sure we've all done that. <laughs> so, um, you now live in New York. What actually brought you to New York? Was that your dream? Like, when I'm grown up, I'm going to move to New York? And yeah be on Broadway or what was the old yeah it was it was it was New York or bust really it was I was so tunnel vision myopic about coming to New York Mm -hmm. um it started when I was like in third grade my teacher uh, I expressed that I wanted to be a writer Mm -hmm. because I loved these like short story assignments that she gave us every week and she was like okay if you want to be a writer go to New York and I was like okay never do anything (laughs) ever again Yeah. yeah And then um, I studied really hard. I um, I really um, 
researched the, what it would be like to go to the, to the city. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a True Life. I'm in New York City, and I was like, okay, I'm not doing that, but I'll do anything else to get there. And so I got into Tisch School of the Arts at NYU, and that was my get and my end to come here. Mm-hmm. And I came here for a semester, and then everything fell to pieces. Wow. <laughs> Literally, though. Yeah. Um, so there are two things that I, w- I want to bring up, though. Um, growing up, um, with a disability, mm. I was really motivated um, in general just to not be held back mm-hmm. and to not um, take no for an answer. Yeah. So acad- academics and art were like my two tools to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very committed to both the creative side of creating my own world and life from through the arts and then using academics to like make it happen yeah. so that I wouldn't be... Um, I want to be discounted. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then my faith was incredibly instrumental in all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you mentioned, so you have cerebral palsy. Yeah. Maybe you can explain what, what that is exactly. You got it. Uh, so cerebral palsy is a neuromuscular disorder that affects um, signals that go from the brain to the muscles in mm-hmm. your body. Um, and with cerebral palsy, <clears throat> the neuro... The, the neurotransmitters or the, synap- the synaptic nerves misfire. Mm-hmm. And so signals do not travel to the muscles as readily as they do. Um, cerebral palsy also operates in like quadrants. Mm-hmm. So like hemiplegia with, that I have is literally down my, the hemisphere of my body. So, mm-hmm. like, so either it affects the left side or the right side, it affects my left side. Yeah. Um, other people are quadriplegic, of course, and then uh, uh, diplegic. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, other manifestations, which is, like, um, you can affect your speech. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, that's what it... mm, Okay. So, um, how did that affect you training? Or I guess you said you were always really determined, Mm -hmm. like, you know, what did doctors say or... Yeah. 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 Doctors doctors are so practical in a sense. Like, they don't... They didn't give my parents a lot of hope Mm. (laughs) for what it would mean to have cerebral palsy. Um... By that time, this is like the early 90s, so yeah. I, I bet they had some kind of like knowledge that there were successful people living with CP, but it was still very much um, unsure. Mm-hmm. And when I was diagnosed, I was told I wouldn't be able to walk by myself, eat by myself, clothe myself, mm. and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, but my parents believe God. Yeah. They believe, you know, that he is the author of palsy, literally the author of yeah. palsy. Like yeah. there's a, there's a parable, not a parable, but there's a story yeah. where guys healed of palsy, like the specificity of that in the Bible is like really, um, was a totem for my parents to know that God is in this, whether or not we see healing today or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and so there, they reared me with that, like ingrained in me, um, and that, yeah, like, that is not a, an excuse. Mm-hmm. That is not, you know. And so when it came to training, um, so one, I didn't, <laughs> I entered into dance not knowing what a tendu was. Yeah. Or plie. <laughs> so I was learning how to dance at the same time I was learning all this vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So I approached it with, like, the kind, the same kind of um, energy mm-hmm. that I would anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was difficult. You know, I, I literally my body has transformed from what it was eight years ago, yeah. um, and continues to grow. And I'm using now the like this investigation of what my body actually does to build choreography, mm-hmm. to build um, 
movement. Yeah. So that's been really great. That's amazing. Thanks. Defying all odds. So now you're even in a dance company. Yep. Um, how long have you been there? What's that like for you? Yeah. Um, I've been with Heidi Lansky Dance for eight years now, um, which is wild to think about. Mm. Um, so Heidi Lansky Dance is a physically integrated dance company um, that welcomes and involves people with disabilities um, into their works. And I've been a part of like three world premieres of new works, um, and then a part of like this roving show called On Display. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, it's been fantastic. Sounds amazing. It's been great. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, so can I ask you, what's been the biggest insecurity you've had to overcome? Slight mm, question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I've had to. Insecurities, whether or not I'm enough. Mm. Um, one, because I, how does, how do we all operate under meritocracy, um, is really something that I've always had to, to deal with. Um, given that it might take me longer to do something, mm-hmm. it might take me more, I mean less time, or it might, you know, I, I think that the sta- like how we look at standards or what the you know, expectations of what of how we should do something, mm-hmm. um, that has always casted a little bit of a pall over my experience, um, but it's been really fun and, and liberating to do away with all that mm-hmm. for a little mm-hmm. bit, um, but it's still, I'm still insecure about that this is enough, that I am mm-hmm. doing enough, mm-hmm. um, and that I am enough, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, right, and um, so how does Jesus and your faith intersect with that yeah it's obviously a big part of your life and the reason even you do what you do yeah yeah jesus gave me several gifts you know he freely gave his life that from the get-go says that i'm enough Mm. you know and if nothing else happens i think that that's one of the things that i am discovering every day that um I was enough for Jesus to die for, mm-hmm. regardless of anything I did on stage. And so that is incredibly encouraging. Um, but then when he says that, um, you know, I will give you, you the desires of your heart, not only is it just like you, but it's also, I know your personality, I know you individually, and I think that that has really given me hope and confidence to look outward mm-hmm. and to be a little ambitious and be, you know, push the envelope and try out um and so yeah and then and then just comfort of the holy spirit yeah and that god is there and yeah. for me regardless of what i'm doing yeah um yeah just that that, that definitely um counters the insecurity mm, that's beautiful and it's a journey hey it's always oh, a never sure. ending everyday learning kind of yes. journey yes so um why do you believe you've been given the gift of dance? What do you Ooh. I know, I like these deep questions. Wow, that's a great question. Actually, I, I think, okay, real talk, someone else said I could dance. You know, it was like I was invited into this industry, into this mm-hmm. world, into this dance world. So I'm taking it off of other people's response mm-hmm. to me. I don't think that I have really even said to myself, like, oh, this is what I'm Mm. destined to do. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been revealed to me like that. Mm. It actually has really been revealed to me, like, 
a beautiful invitation that a friend might give you to a dinner party or to um, to a trip, you know, mm -hmm. like all these, they're, they're saying like I have this idea for your input and contribution in this, um, which I think based off what we see, like, and with what I can, what I can point to as um, my career, it has become that. But I it definitely did not start out like, mm. okay, I'm destined to do this. Yeah. Honestly, it was a little bit like selfish. I was like, finally, <laughs> I'll get to like play around with being in the front yeah. or play around with like, I don't know. There were a lot of different things that motivated or even I started out. Actually, I started out in curiosity. Mm. I was like, what would it be like to do this? Mm -hmm. um, nothing, not, like no, like I thought it would be like a three month thing mm -hmm. or like a, mm -hmm. a summer project. Yeah. I had no idea it would be an eight year career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. But, so you don't just do dance, you mm. um, mentioned that you came here for writing originally yeah. and like theatre, I think you model as well, <laughs> a little bit, so you, what's, I guess maybe you can share one of your dreams that you have, mm. could have something to do with that, could be something completely different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, my one dream really is to only make work with my friends, <laughs> like good friends. Mm. And I used to say that with just like the people I knew, but now it's like I would love to, my dream is to make great work with the people that I share a relationship with. Um, and this could be like that I grow into a relationship with or that like we, I met, I mean, we have a, a, like a stable relationship mm -hmm. and then we create something mm -hmm. well, like really mm -hmm. great together. Um, that's always been kind of one of my dreams. It's just like yeah. continue making work yeah. and make it make it with people that I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. Um, so last question: um, What would be advice you have to a dancer who feels, I guess, insecure to really go for it, or that have some sort of fear holding them back? How would you encourage them to? go for their dream, whatever that might be, and yeah. whatever their insecurity might be. Yeah. Um, hey, dancer. Hey, you. You not sure whether or not to step out today or tomorrow? Um, I think you have to step out <laughs> and worry later. I mean, do you believe one, I think, we have to be okay with uh, failing and that it won't work out. Um, and then that's not the end. If you are to fail, it's not the end. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually trips more people up. Mm -hmm. It's like, what if I fail? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll rebuild. Mm -hmm. I, used to, I used to be so afraid that failing meant um, the end. But it really isn't. Yeah. And so I think that adding failure <laughs> mm -hmm. into the possibilities of your of your leap will also like give you the peace that um, it's worth it yeah. anyway because if failure if, if failure if you put failure into the equation and it doesn't make it still worth it to go out in it then that maybe you shouldn't do yeah. it yeah yeah love it what a good way to <laughs> end our podcast Failing Forward, oh, I would say. There's yeah. a good book called Failing Forward. <laughs> nice. so. I, should, I should read it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank, thank you, you for speaking into our listeners. Wow. And, um, 
yeah, we look forward to seeing more of you. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We trust you are inspired and equipped to take your next step. Be sure to hit subscribe and follow us on social media to stay connected with all things GDN.